I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices Through Lockdown. A stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we hear personal stories as we emerge from the pandemic. If you've been touched by any of these stories, please share them with a friend so they can enjoy them as well. Let's get into today's episode. The more chances that people get, the more they they thrive and succeed. So if we can be a little bit more understanding and a bit more supportive, who knows where, where things might end up. This is Matthew, a self-employed coaching and leadership development expert. Matthew is a proud father to two boys and two girls. We had all four of our children at home, so that was pretty chaotic. And they're all in different year groups, so four sets of homeschooling was not much fun. My wife and I were, uh, were, were up against it, I think, most days. Matthew's youngest daughter, Phoebe, is nine. She has Down syndrome, a condition where a child is born with an extra chromosome, which leads to varying levels of learning and physical disability. From the moment Matthew and his wife told others about Phoebe's condition, he felt as if people were already putting her in a box. One of the first things that people say, oh, it'll be okay, because they're very loving. And you think, well, okay, let's, let's see how that pans out. And, and obviously, she is very loving, but there are other emotions in there, just like any little girl. When Phoebe was young, Matthew and his wife became good friends with a dad who had a daughter that was a little bit older than Phoebe, who also had Down syndrome. He always used to share this story with me about everybody always comments about how loving his daughter is and how caring she is. And, and he, he would always say, yeah, I, I always remember that when she's sort of trying to land a right hook on me at bedtime. This kind of idea that kids with Down syndrome are just loving and caring 24-7. But obviously, when they get upset or annoyed, they're just as difficult to manage as any other children. So I always laugh to myself at bedtime. I wonder if I'll be on the receiving end of a right hook as well. But, but so far, so good. Matthew is on a mission to educate others and make people more aware of their preconceived notions and unconscious bias about individuals with Down syndrome. I've been speaking to people close to me, friends and family, in terms of challenging the way maybe they see things or talk about things or, or even label things. In the half-term holidays, Matthew and his daughter went to Knowsley Safari Park for a day out. And there was another little boy there who also had Down syndrome. And they were playing together in the sandpit. And as we were sort of walking away, I went over to this little boy's mum and said, oh, hi, how are you doing? Is everything OK? I'm going to take her away now. We're, we're off to see, see some animals. And, and as we were walking away, I could overhear people saying, oh, I really love Down syndrome kids. They're so happy. And it was just that kind of immediate sort of labelling of my daughter and, and this little boy. Matthew had heard comments like this numerous times. It didn't sit well with him, and he wanted everyone to know. They're not a Down syndrome kid or a Down syndrome boy or a Down syndrome girl. They are a boy or a girl that, that happened to have Down syndrome, and Down syndrome is not the be-all and end-all here. But for me, it immediately starts to put people into a, into a box. These comments come from a place of a lack of understanding rather than anything malicious. But it can be a slippery slope where you start unconsciously labelling people. I just think that's the way that people have been conditioned to talk and that's quite normalised, really. It tends to be learned from other people. I don't think children particularly would come up with labels or things like that for themselves. Matthew often found himself conflicted about challenging others. 
It wasn't about catching them out or embarrassing them, but spreading awareness about the damage language can do. I didn't challenge them on that day, but I also didn't want to spend the day sort of running around Nosley Safari Park challenging everybody or saying, this is a girl who happens to have Down syndrome. She's not a Down syndrome girl. It might have taken the, uh, taken the fun out of the, uh, of the Friday. <laughs> not long after, Matthew and Phoebe were spending time with a close friend and another ill-considered comment slipped out. It was just another incident where I thought, you know, there's just a lack of, of awareness here or a lack of understanding about how labelling people and, and the vocabulary that we use can impact them. This incident led to him writing a post on LinkedIn with an accompanying picture of his daughter smiling. The post read, This is Phoebe. She's a nine-year-old girl. She's my daughter. She's not a Down syndrome kid. She's not a Down syndrome either, which is a bit dehumanising and that she doesn't suffer from Down syndrome. I think, again, that was one of the first things that I sort of came across not long after she was born, this idea again about the language and the vocabulary that we use. If I spend her whole life telling people she suffers from Down syndrome, then that sets the tone for conversations where people might be feeling pity for her rather than trying to see the, the, the possibilities. Just what every father would want for their daughter. So why did he start talking about this on social media? Just sharing what I've learned because of my daughter and because she's got Down syndrome. Otherwise, I might not be aware of all of these things as well. So it was just to share what I've learned in the hope that that might raise awareness with other people and get them thinking about, you know, how do they talk about other people? Do they use the difference first? Do they use a label? Do they put people in boxes without really even recognising it? When Matthew's post went viral, the reaction was overwhelmingly positive. People from all over the world were commending his courage for speaking out and sharing their own stories about raising children with disabilities. These conversations made Matthew hopeful for a world in which Phoebe wasn't labelled. Whenever people meet her, she does tend to bring the best out in people. They want to be supportive, they want to be helpful and friendly. Can we make that next step where we perhaps take the label away? Because of, of course she's got Down syndrome, you can see that. But should that then dictate everything and, and the way people think about her and the way people interact with her as well? In the second lockdown, Phoebe went back into school for full-time education. Because she's been in a smaller class and smaller groups of people, they've really been able to see how she's really flourished. They've really seen how she's come on in terms of her social interaction, her language, her numbers, her writing. You can hear the pride in his voice and almost see the smile on his face when he receives this feedback from her teachers. She tends to be very, very considerate, very conscientious around other people and, and wants to help and be involved. And I think that's the other thing that, that we're very conscious of as well. The more we can encourage her to be involved and included, the, the better it will be for her in the long run. Despite progress she's clearly making and the positive impact she's had on everyone around her, Matthew does still worry about Phoebe's future and what she'll face as an adult living with Down syndrome. She's nine now, so she's obviously completely in our care, but what happens to her if she wants to go and live by herself or, or have her own life? What are the opportunities out there for her? Is she going to be able to live an independent life or as independent as she can be? Yeah, it is possible for people with Down syndrome to live a life that is fulfilling, to maybe live independently or to live in, in a shared accommodation. I think we're sort of taking it one day at a time at the moment and looking at 
what the opportunities are that might come our way as well. But I think as we start to sort of challenge some of these stereotypes, more and more opportunities will start to reveal themselves as well. Listening to Matthew talking about his daughter is truly a learning experience. It made me reflect on my own lack of knowledge of both the condition and the people who live with it. We're conditioned to put people into boxes, especially when we see them as different in some way. But I can only imagine how difficult it must be to have your own child seen, not as a person, but as a label. Matthew lovingly describes the unique qualities that his daughter possesses. He provides a wonderful description of Phoebe as a person, and he challenges to go beyond the label in order to see these qualities for ourselves. He also emphasises the ways in which she has her rough edges as well as her smooth. And why shouldn't she? She's just like the rest of us. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week.